Oh yes, you know what time it is. It's time for another episode of 3 in 1 Podcast. Joining us from Cleveland, Ohio, Mr. Pivot himself. Please give it up for international Ian Lamont Morgan. Cleveland's still rocking. What's going on, good people? And here in the capital city, by way of several other places, it's your boy. They call him the Black Steph Curry because he carries the team. Please give it up for Malcolm Morgan. Yes, yes. Black Steph Curry is is applicable. <laughs> like, shout out to the light skins, but yeah. <laughs> Two in one special again this week. Uh, my brother, how are we doing today? We just had Mother's Day this past yeah, weekend. Um, yeah. Great time with family, you know, just just beautiful moments, you know, celebrating those, um, coming to appreciate life all the more as it goes on and on and on. We're expecting our third kid, and so Mother's Day just, you know, continues to take on more and more meaning man they're, they're the modern day superheroes well i guess they've forever been mm. but they're definitely the superheroes man so shout out to our mother listeners and to the mother of my children love you babe she's not listening none of the mothers of us <laughs> oh your, man the mothers of your children are, are listening to this so see I, as soon as i think that she like pops up and comments on something that happened on the pod and i'll just be like We'll I tell have her, to make sure I disguise my trashy moments. Tell her I see the data, and I know when she's lying. There it is. So. <laughs> All right, y'all. So we're going to get into the show today. Um, NFL schedule is coming out in a very awkward way, um, where <laughs> I felt like the schedule was out already. And it's weird. Like, the NFL schedule, we really know what the the games are. We just don't know when they are. Yeah. Um, with all the, you know cross-conference and all that stuff. We pretty much, we do know the, the, the teams that everybody is playing. It's just all about when they're playing them. So um, I want to focus on some of these opening weekend matchups. Um, we're not going to go through all of them, but the three that I was interested in, especially Dallas at Tampa Bay on Thursday night, mm. Cleveland at Kansas City, a rematch of the AFC Divisional? The yeah. AFC Divisional round? And then... I mean, I thought this was really interesting. New York Jets traveling to Carolina, the Sam Darnold revenge game. Yeah. Um, and uh, presumably the debut of Zach Wilson. Um, so, so which one of those games? I mean, if you just want to go homer with it, you can. But uh, which one of those games are you most interested in seeing? <laughs> I am going to go homer with it. Listen, it's personal <laughs> now. It's personal. Helmet to helmet hits. Chad Henney scrambles, all of it. It is fresh in the memory of Browns fans. <laughs> Remember, we had not been to the playoffs in – it doesn't matter the number of years. Um, we had not ex- especially experienced a playoff victory. And truth be told, we could have and many would say should have uh, won that game. Mm. And so – and dethroned the then defending champions. So a lot of stock was put um, – um, and the results of that game. So absolutely to start off the year, uh, that sets the tone for the season. We don't need a W. We just need it to be a solid game. Yeah. Uh, we've, we've retooled on defense. Um, you know, the, so yeah, 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 yeah. All of the different aspects that play there, the 
excitement. Oh my gosh, the tension is palpable, and uh, I'm looking. I'm looking for it, man. I'm, can the season start tomorrow? It cannot. It cannot start tomorrow. I don't think. I think the CBA okay. keeps that from happening. Um, I mean, we we had 17 games, making a solid 23. And uh, <laughs> oh, I think the players will revolt at 23 games. <laughs> um, and some of them might even die if we did 23 games. <laughs> Get more COVID opt outs in 2021. <laughs> oh no, there'd be a whole bunch of guys not playing till week five. Yeah, man. Um, what about yeah. you? I'm looking at this Dallas Tampa Bay game. I mean, we haven't seen this yeah. Dallas team at full strength in a long time. Um, I mean, the big question for me is, is that defense better? Because mm-hmm. if that defense is better, that team is really good. Because um, yeah. they'll be able to score. They'll be able to get points. What Zeke Elliott are we going to see? Or is he going to come out on a mission next year? Or, as I have said on this podcast, is he done? I think he's done. I think the best days of done. Zeke Elliott are behind us. But will he come out and just, will he come out, come out 15 pounds lighter? And that offensive line be ready to roll. We'll see. Um, and then, you know, seeing this Tampa Bay team reload, you know, last year they got off to a slow start um, and caught their rhythm. So I'm, I'll, I'll be really looking closely to see how how closely they're hitting um, in that week one game because I think that will go a long way to let you know kind of the mindset of this team. Are they going to kind of float through the regular season and turn it on? Or are they really coming into the season looking to send a message as the defending champs and really from – from game one, snap one, let the league put the league on notice that this is this is their year. Yeah, man. I mean, I, and I'm looking at also Zeke. I had that in my notes, but um, got to remember his four leaf clover is gonna be back. So as long as Dak Prescott is playing, oh, okay. <laughs> Zeke Zeke has a chance. Okay, uh, uh, to be to be one of the better backs in the league. Uh, something about chemistry, and it's an unexplainable aspect of sports, but it's a real thing. So we'll see how uh, how everything pans out, but man, that's gonna be exciting. What is that week nine? That's gonna be an exciting matchup. Yeah. Uh, Brady's already trolling, you know, <laughs> with the air quotes talking about America's team. It's gonna be good. Here's a uh, so one of the other things I'm excited about, and this is just me as a sports fan. Um, preseason games, preseason games don't mean a lot to veterans. You know, they're gonna get their work in. They'll be ready to play week one. But mm-hmm. I think for these younger guys, especially these teams with rookie quarterbacks, we actually get to see them play finally, be in an NFL uniform. And then for those guys that are trying to make the team. I mean, I was watching Hart Knocks last year with uh, – they did it with both of the L.A. teams. And, you know, I, I believe it was Anthony Lynn talking about, you know, if I hadn't had a preseason, I wouldn't be in the NFL because I proved myself in the last preseason game and got a roster spot and, and worked and made a career out of that. So I'm really excited to see – preseason what it means for these young guys for these fringe guys that are trying to make the team what can they prove in game situations and then some of these young players you know all this talk a lot of talk about jordan love and the green bay Packers situation we have no idea if jordan love is any good because we haven't seen him play any real football <laughs> right, right, right. um so a lot of these guys we don't i mean especially last year the the rookies and young guys we have no idea who they are what they are how good they are because they haven't actually got a chance to play so I'm I'm excited to see some of these young guys get on the field, get some burn, and then some of these guys that are on the fringe work their way to an NFL roster. You know what's underwhelming <laughs> is the Monday night game so far. Mm-hmm. I, but, well, that's the funny thing. The, the Monday night games last season were not very good either. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, goodness great. I'm looking at it and I'm I'm looking like you you have to force yourself to like come up with storylines for these. Um now all of them aren't out. Mm-hmm. I think uh like week four or five, ten, eleven, we're still waiting. Uh but just looking at the leaks, it's like okay, Bills Titans. Woo! Okay, yeah, yeah. Ravens, Raiders, uh Woo! Lions, Packers. Oh yeah, yeah. Lions. Oh man, that's a Bills and Patriots are always a uh, division. Uh, yeah, this is so. Hopefully, some of these teams are better than you know. That's the thing. How many? How much improvement? And what's going to be the diamond in the rough Monday yeah. game is always fun for me. And that in the Thanksgiving games because we get mm. we get stuck with the teams that we get stuck with every year. It's it's the Lions every year. It's the Cowboys every year. <laughs> every year. Um, Bears a lot of times, but not every year. Um, and last year it was th- those those Thursday games were just terrible, um, and so that's that's one thing that the NFL does not do a great job of. Those Monday night games are not always the best, and then the Thanksgiving games are usually terrible because they're stuck in that tradition of oh we got to get the Lions first. Why are the Lions the the Thanksgiving <laughs> team? Like I don't want to see the Detroit Lions on Thanksgiving when it was Barry yeah. Sanders. I'm with yeah. you. Right. You, you got to be willing to switch it up, man. Um, yeah, I mean, the NBA is putting is... the NBA is putting Steph, LeBron, um, one of the New York teams. Um, yeah. Zion is going to be a, a, a Christmas yep. Day guy from now on. Yep. <laughs> all, all the horses, they rolling right. them out on Christmas Day. And we're doing six games. We're doing like nine games starting at 10 a.m. Can, can you imagine a Christmas <laughs> season in the NBA? Christmas Cavaliers at the <laughs> at the Bulls <laughs> prime time game. Yeah, man. But man, no. I mean, it's. It, I'll, I'll say again, this is probably the most exciting NFL offseason. Even even the schedule release just hits a little bit differently with all the different things going on. So, yeah. woo, biggest yeah. season ever. They're saying, yeah. right? Yeah, seventeen games. 17 yeah, games. Here's the here's the other question. Who who do you want to see on Hot Hard Knocks this year? Who is the team that you Ooh. want to see on HBO Hard Knocks? I've got my pick. But Ooh. I want to hear your pick. You threw me a curveball. Let's hear yours first. I want to see the Jacksonville Jaguars. And we'll talk oh, a little a bit later a little bit more about why I want to see the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> but Urban Meyer, Trevor Lawrence, uh ETN, new regime getting started. This feels like a a hard knocks year for the for the Jaguars. It's and it's a theme. They did it with, I believe, John Gruden's first or second year. They did it with the Raiders. Uh, they did it with Hugh Jackson's first year in Cleveland, which was, if you have not seen that season, the hard knocks. <laughs> that great. season was great for so many reasons. Hugh Jackson yeah. is a lot of. I forgot the assistant coach, uh, the big guy with the big belly. He was the other reason why. And rookie year Baker Mayfield. It was just all yeah, yeah. And none of us knew that guy's name. I think nope. it was something Wiley or something like that. But. Uh... <laughs> Yeah. Um. So it mine is conditional. If Aaron Rodgers is still in Green Bay, I absolutely want a hard oh knocks my in Green gosh. Bay. Oh my. <laughs> They're not going to let I that want, happen. <laughs> I want to see him and 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 in the same room as much as humanly possible. Um. Ugh. If not, uh, I kind of want to see Chicago. Oh, okay. I, I'm, I'm interested to see Justin Fields. Um, it's tough because I don't want to see that much other than him. But... <laughs> right. You don't want to see. But, you don't want to see the the wide receiver room. You don't want to see their uh, no, their side I, stories. I, 
I'm actually good. Uh, no, it, it was a toss up for me between them and your San Francisco 49ers. I'd be I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Too. Yeah, I'd be excited about that. I don't think it. I don't know if we if we had Richard Sherman, I'd be even more excited because he got that personality. Like I don't oh, know Michael who Bay. our I don't know who our personality is, and if it's Nick Bosa, I'm almost scared that I don't even know what he's going to be like a flag <laughs> waving. Is that, is that Sherman might run it back though? He might. He's so looking. Hopefully, hopefully, he's looking. He's 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 going to take his time. I'll be excited yeah, if we bring him yeah. back, but I feel like uh, we could talk about that later. Um, yeah, man. If I can get a if I can get a a, a Hard Knocks, <laughs> the Last Dance with Aaron Rodgers, they should just change Hard Knocks <laughs> to the Last Dance. <laughs> just have listen. I know they said that stuff. You know, apparently it wasn't it wasn't all the way authentic, but I don't care if Aaron Rodgers said that. I, he he gets all of the points for me. I want the opening, the the intro runs for Hard Knocks, black screen, and it's Aaron Rodgers walking down the hallway to meet with the GM first day of camp, and I just that's all I want. Yeah, everything yeah. else in the show I don't even care about. I don't care about the the rookie who's trying to make the team. That and Jordan Love, I, I want to see him and Jordan Love in the quarterback room. That's what I, I want. See. Aaron Rodgers throwing passes <laughs> that almost hit Jordan Love. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see him actually blocking. Right. Ball, batting the ball out of Jordan Love's hands. <laughs> Tied his shoelaces together. Oh, do it, do it, HBO, do it, HBO. Um, we, we we pitched it. We did all the hard did. work for him. We did. Or the Houston Texans. I think that would just be a dumpster Ooh. fire to watch. Uh, man, yeah. same deal. Front office is on fire. I think I mean, that'd be amazing. <laughs> um. So yeah. Looking forward, looking forward to the NFL season. But you know, we talked about Aaron Rodgers, the latest with him. Um, the 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 Packers have dug in their heels. They're not. They're saying they're not going to trade him. Uh, reportedly offered him a long term contract that would make him the highest paid quarterback. Um, and in big news, in an effort to appease Aaron Rodgers and make this roster better, the Green Bay Packers have signed Blake Bortles. <laughs> they just don't stop. <laughs> So take that as the sign that you will. They just need another quarterback. Are they bringing him in because Aaron probably isn't going to be there? They need somebody else ready. Take that as you will. And then now Devontae Adams is like, look, if my man ain't here, well, (laughs) might need to put my house up on the market too. And then the Packers might as well just start over and and, uh, cut it down. What did they think would happen? It was only a matter of time. Uh, you you can't take the arguably the the best passing quarterback in the league off of a team and expect your star wide receiver to 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 be okay. Here's my thing about Green Bay though; they probably don't care about that either. <laughs> these teams are so they're so like the, these grandfather super proud organizations are so ingrained in how they do stuff mm-hmm. that I'm sure they think everybody's replaceable. Now yeah. I, I give them credit, I guess for offering Aaron Rodgers, you know, that contract, but shouldn't he have been the highest paid quarterback in the league? It, it, at least second to Mahomes, who I understand has, has incredible upside. So I get him being the highest paid, but yeah, I mean, the interesting thing is we're kind of in a in a dead space in the offseason where there's no real incentive to rush anything, um, no mandatory workouts, no real, like, practices. You know, we're still doing a lot of remote stuff, and so this could drag on for a long time. 
But you, uh, it's it's interesting. I was thinking about how many teams hate that they made moves for quarterback before oh my right gosh. now. Oh my <laughs> um, gosh! Like Carolina Indiana Panthers are sitting there like, oh my gosh. <laughs> the Colts are looking at Carson Wentz like, oh, yeah. you could have um, been Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> but man, I mean, you know, the whispers keep coming. You know about different teams. The Broncos keep popping up, but not really sure what to make of anything. You know, well, let's, Packers can say what they will, but. Well, let's get into it. What what destinations should Aaron Rodgers or the or the teams that are look, are looking at a quarterback be be uh, entertaining um, options for Aaron Rodgers? Uh, now that my Browns take has had water, ice, and I mean fire extinguisher, it's been doused thoroughly. <laughs> um, well, let's here's what I will say about Cleveland: they did what the Packers should have done, which was appease your starting quarterback because you don't know what the heck's gonna happen. Very Packers true. did the opposite route and said, "Oh, you washed. We getting your backup because you suck." And then <laughs> now they sitting here with the, yeah, yeah, and but we love you. <laughs> surrounded Baker with with everything that he could possibly want. It's y'all. That's incredible to think Cleveland got something right that Green Bay, the Green Bay, could not mm. get right. Mm-hmm. Shout out mm-hmm. to Andrew Berry. Um and Paul DePodesta, I guess whatever is whatever it is that you do, you, yeah. you do it well. Yeah, he he's just like lurking. <laughs> is it just? Is it? Is okay. Let me let me get the clarification. Is he the guy from Moneyball? Is he? Is he? Um, uh, yeah. Jonah Hill's character from Moneyball is based on him. I believe so. If it um, is, that's all I think he looks like. I think he just looks exactly like Jonah Hill in my mind. I don't um, know. I have never seen an actual picture of. Of John D. Podesta, I have no idea what he looks like, but in my mind, they, he he looks like Jonah Hill. They changed his name, and he probably doesn't look um, because yeah, um, they they changed the name to like Dimitri Martin. Oh uh, yeah, he, or, yeah, he or, definitely had a different name. Or was it no, no Peter Brand? Yeah, I think yeah, um, but no, it was based on Paul D. Podesta, okay. so I'm not sure. I don't so, know if he's like maybe he's in the mob or something. They just <laughs> couldn't use his name. But, if I uh, saw Jonah Hill, I would just be like, "Oh my gosh, Paul D. Potesta, so good to see you, man!" <laughs> yo, talk about great sports movies. Uh, Moneyball does not get its due. Oh my gosh, I love. I could watch Moneyball any day. It's so good and it's so technical and not very action heavy whatsoever. It's but and it's man, baseball. And God, baseball is boring. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. I don't agree. <laughs> uh, I think baseball is amazing. Uh. But, um, How many games have you watched okay. this year? Huh? How many games have you watched this year? So when you when it comes on Aaron Rodgers and, uh, <laughs> and uh, um, uh, when it comes on to Aaron Rodgers, I watched the Tribe and they won nine out of ten. Shout out to the the Cleveland, oh, okay. Cleveland tribe. baseball team, <laughs> the Cleveland Tribe, <laughs> Cleveland um, baseball program. <laughs> uh, I got to say Vegas, uh, the Raiders, and the Saints. That's what I've landed on mm. um, as far as the teams that I think make the most sense uh, that have now the Raiders less so because the defense was and is projected to be again awful. Yeah. But um, the Saints, I mean, I, I think, you know, with Sean Payton not really being super committed to uh, any quarterback in particular, um, the defense is still pretty much there for the most part. Uh, that is a very, very competent unit. They They showed some great flashes last year. If Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback of that team last year, we we may be looking at a different Super Bowl. And so, yeah, I, I think they're probably my favorite. I don't know how they pull that trade off because of their salary situation. They'd have to give up some players. 
Um, because they yeah, had to most they had to give up a whole bunch of they had to release players to get money under the cap to sign who they have. So that'd be tough. Uh, here's here's the other thing. Uh, how funny would it be if Sean Payton picked Taysom Hill to be the starter? And just Eric James Winston <laughs> doesn't win the job. Neither here nor there. I just thought that's funny. Um, here's a team that I if I'm this team, I it may not make a whole lot of sense when you first say it. But if I'm this team, I have to be thinking about Aaron Rodgers. And that's the Miami Dolphins. Sure, Tua is good. He's young. You know, I get that. But if you add Aaron Rodgers to this Miami team in that division right now, their defense, they upgraded uh, their defense, uh, not this offseason, but the offseason before that. And then this offseason, mm-hmm. they've upgraded this offense. I mean, think about the wide receivers they have. Devontae Parker, Jalen Waddle. And Will Fuller, who they signed this year, on type of yeah. Mike Gesicki, um, the tight end. Um, you add Aaron Rodgers to that team, and they could really give the Bills a run for their money in that division um, and in the NFC. And so as much yeah. as as high as I am on Tua and as high as they probably are, you add Aaron Rodgers to that team right now, that team is a Super Bowl contender in my book. I agree. I mean, they like making trades. We, we know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... No, no, no. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers to Miami, from Green Bay to Miami, it, that ain't bad either. I, I'd love that if I was Aaron Rodgers. I mean, right now, what's happening in Green Bay? Like cold, I don't, yeah, <laughs> molding things <laughs> like <laughs> talking to the ghost of Bart Starr and Vince Lombardi just all the time. Yeah, man, just just slowly growing. Just just yeah, rigor mortis is setting in basically, <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah, man, that's interesting. They're digging in. We'll see what happens. I don't. They don't have to make a move until till June or after that, or if Aaron makes it clear that he's just not going to show up. Um, so we'll see. The other big news, guys, stop the presses, stop the presses. Right, have you checked your clock, Ian? Have you checked your watch? Because it's Tebow time. I have. It is. It's, 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 it's Tebow it's time. Definitely that time. Yeah. Tim Tebow, we back, baby. Let's go. Let's what go! In the world is happening? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> so Man. Tim Tebow is going to be signed shortly with the Jacksonville Jaguars, not as a quarterback, but as a tight end at the age of 33. He'll actually be 34 before the season starts. Um, mm. I'm just going to leave this wide open, Ian. Take this wherever you want to take it. Tim Tebow, tight end, Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm a, I, good. Good lord. Um. <laughs> I I love Tim Tebow. I'll say this. Um I am a big fan. Uh, I am one of the guys who thought that the Broncos made a huge mistake letting him go. I mean, look, you see where they are now. They won a Super Bowl um, after I think, that. You said what? They won a Super Bowl after that, but yes, continue. Uh, but no, no, I mean now though. Um <laughs> just skip that whole thing. Because they could not have predicted Peyton Manning falls into their lap. I think they so, pro- that's part of the reason why they got rid of him is that they predicted I Peyton Manning disagree. going there. I disagree. Uh, no, <laughs> but but I mean, uh, I I think you know guys a proven winner, man. Um, all all those things. I, I, okay, I'm out of positives. He's in great shape, apparently. Allegedly. You know, but man, what the privilege is happening right now? Um, I'm sorry, man, for for Tim Tebow to be, um, you know, rolling around on the on the baseball diamond, and then I, I mean he hasn't even been doing that for a while. 
Mm-hmm. And he comes in. I'm glad. Yeah, that's cool. He's in great shape. A lot of a lot of retired guys are. <laughs> Skip Bayless is in great shape. <laughs> but I mean, and he was uh, still playing baseball at a professional. Like it wasn't like he was just sitting at home. I thought he. I thought he left baseball for a second. He did, but the, I mean, he just out. played their last this this past season. He did. He See, didn't play this. Season, I mean, it so. goes to show you how much Tim Tebow I've been looking. I mean, <laughs> but it, it's the tight end part. I mean, and again, I, that's why I understand why these why guys are gunning for them. You know, guys like Devin Bush <laughs> circling that game on their calendar, everything like that. You gotta you gotta look at it from the perspective of the guys who put in this work their whole life uh, to be a tight end in the NFL, um, um, who have mastered all of the technical aspects mm-hmm. and everything like that. Urban, we get it. We we know you wanted your homie to <laughs> to be on the squad. Hire him as an advisor. Hire him as the chaplain. Something, uh, anything other than this, but man, I, who knows how they'll use him, how they'll scheme him in. You know they're gonna find ways to get him touches in the game because you have to because he's Tim Tebow. But uh, yeah, I man, I, I'm on one hand I'm glad to see this. On the other hand, it's 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 kind of trashy to skip over guys that that I'm sure are more qualified for this position. Uh, sounds like America to me. Look, uh, so this is the other reason why I wanted uh, Jacksonville Jaguars on uh, Hard Knocks because because Tim Tebow trying to do those rah rah speeches as the fifth string tight end <laughs> in camp, and them players looking at him like, "Bruh, you ain't caught a pass <laughs> in, ever." I don't want to hear nothing from you. Um, so God, there's so many ways to go with this. First, first thing. If we get hot knocks for Jacksonville, opening shot, I want in the tight end room when T- Tim Tebow ask another tight end for a question, and they just don't say anything to him. <laughs> just don't even say anything. Hey, man, my shoulder. name's Tim. Just silence. <laughs> hey, man, can you help me with this block? <laughs> nope. Nah. <laughs> you got it. You good. Um, Man, I just, so here's the thing. We got to start questioning Urban Meyer's decision making skills. Um, Already, I, this is going back to Ohio State. We got the whole Zach Smith thing. Okay. Yeah. If we, if we then if we go even further back, let's talk about Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> now Zach Smith, all of that. Uh, a wide receiver coach by, from all reports, was not very good, at all. Um, and usually in sports, if you're not good at your job, you don't you get don't to keep it very long. Yeah. And then if you have, if you don't, aren't good at your job and you have character issues, oh, you out. But he had both and just kept having a job at one of the premier football schools in the country. Um, the Chris Doyle fiasco from this, from this offseason where he tried to hire, hire the Iowa strength and conditioning coach who was fired for, uh, reportedly using a racial slur. And it hadn't even been like eight months since that happened. And Urban just thought, oh, I'm Urban. I can do that. Ain't nobody gonna. No, the world blew up. No one had cared what was <laughs> happening in Jacksonville until that moment. <laughs> and now you're bringing in your boy. It's not just anybody. This is your boy. Your boy. This is your boy, Tim Tebow, from your glory, glory days at Florida. And I would like to say, like, even if they had brought it, brought him in as a quarterback, it would make more sense. But none of it would make any sense bringing him in for any reason. Nah, 
Nah. But to bring him in as a tight end when he's never played the position in the at any level, much less the NFL. And so now you gotta look at those other tight ends and tell them, no, he he really is good. Yeah, he really <laughs> has a chance to beat you. You've been a tight end your whole life. No, seriously, he could. <laughs> he, he's legit. He, he's and then legit. if he makes the roster, how do you look Which those guys will. in the face? Because if I'm a, if I'm a professional tight end, I've been in the league for more than a year, and that that guy gets more snaps than me. We're we're fighting. We are we are Bobby Porter's fighting on the field. So you don't have confidence that if he makes the roster, that he just outworked the other guys and he was just he was better. No, <laughs> no, no. This isn't pros versus Joes. This is is Tim versus pros. (laughs) And I don't understand how they could think anybody would fall for like, yeah, no, honestly, he just showed tremendous promise. I mean, really, guys, seriously. This is all pro talent that we're looking at here. Um, Goodness. Yeah. Like you said, the storyline is fascinating. Um, And it's tough because because I I think Tim Tebow is great for football. I think he would be a, an amazing ambassador for the sport had he stayed in the sport and had he been, you know, apparently good enough to, you know, to remain. But this is, like you said, I guess Urban said, look, you know, I've gone to the worst of the worst. Let me literally, <laughs> let me literally add a saint to the team and see how that does. A 34, 34-year-old tight end who's never played tight end before in the NFL. And Colin Kaepernick still didn't have a job. People time. He used to kneel and he got away with it. Never mind. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Don't you trying to get us canceled? That's what you're trying to do. You're trying. To... So guys, it's it's Tebow time. Get your Tebow jerseys. Hard knocks, yeah. Jacksonville. We need to make Woo. that happen. We and they're going to be gunning for him like never before. Yeah, man. like never before. Even in the preseason, I feel bad for him in advance. Yo, he's gonna catch some shots on plays where they don't even throw the ball his way. He's, he's, he's gonna running play, out. Um... He's running out trying to block. <laughs> running out trying trying to block Jadavion Cloudy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, gonna, it's, it's gonna it's gonna get ugly, man. No, he's gonna go across the middle, go catch a pass, jump up. Somebody is just going to blatantly. Yeah. Uh, it, they're gonna blatantly target him. Take off their helmet and just run off the field. Don't even wait for the penalty to be called. Like. <laughs> <laughs> about. Yo, he's in immediate danger, bro. Uh, um, and I hate it because I think I'm gonna be watching Jags games just to see like who just tried to, to blow see. up to Tebow this week. And, and you know it's gonna happen. ESPN. We are we have seven reporters live in Jacksonville for opening day of camp. Tim Tebow. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence is gonna be like, I'm number one. Like, can somebody talk about me? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Golly. Uh, so interested to, to, Ur- to Urban's tenure, man. It is, and then he's he's doing the interview circuit, and he's talking about how he was so amazing. And I was like, well, of course you would say that because you signed him. You're not gonna be like, oh, he was mediocre, but you know, it's I signed him anyway. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's my guy. <laughs> we made a deal. If I ever came to the pros, I had to sign him. So, <laughs> owed him a little money. Yeah. <laughs> I no, never no. thought I'd be in the NFL, and man, man, did that not pay off. <laughs> but I had to get um, out of Ohio State because, whew. It's getting a little hot over there. there. (laughs) It's getting a little hot over there. 
Oh my god. Without Zach there, just I just didn't see the point. Um <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> it wasn't the same without Zach. It just wasn't the same without Zach. I just didn't see the point. Um other, other another under the radar move, Julia I almost called him Julian uh Jones. Julio Jones mm. um, could be on the trading block. Some interest from I mean, obviously he'd be a guy I think a lot of teams would be interested in. Any any destinations you think are interesting for for Julio? I'll make it quick. I had two and then an alternate. Don't say the um, Cleveland Browns. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I don't think that. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't hate if you swap him for Odell at this point. But or, uh, <laughs> no, um. So my alternate is the Raiders, mm-hmm. only because you insert Julio into that receiving core, and it's yeah. a completely different receiving core. Absolutely, because um, you make John Brown, Hunter Renfro, uh, Henry Suggs alternates. You know, you make you build them around him, and that yeah. that changes everything. With him and Darren Waller is it's, it's very Chiefs esque mm-hmm. if you if you can pull that off. But um, I'll just go with another one and. Um, you know what? I'll save one just in case you go. Uh, you go with your team, but uh, Baltimore, um, I find interesting kind of what they've been doing. You know, they added Sammy Watkins, which whatever, but drafting Rashad Bateman, um, mm-hmm. they're trying to surround Lamar with playmakers. Um, you kind of seeing a little bit of a turning of a page where they believe that he needs more weapons because the Lamar show is only going to get you so far. So mm-hmm. I think that could be really, really interesting if they can develop chemistry, if Lamar is the passer that I think he can be. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Baltimore was on my list. I had a question right next to them just because of all the moves they made this offseason. Do they have a, the spot for him and who – I mean, who is the odd man out of that rotation? Um, Las Vegas was actually on my list too. I, I just thought – Henry Ruggs, I think, is a really good, has potential to be a really good receiver. But the rest of that group, I'm not super inspired by. But I think if you add Julio next to Henry, uh, and then I forgot about Darren Waller, but he was a monster last year, then that offense looks a lot different. Yep. Um, and I'd be really excited about that. Other teams, ironically, Jacksonville. What would it be like to add a Julio Jones um, to Tim Tebow, you know, as the two top pass catchers on that team? Um <laughs> But bringing a veteran like that for for Trevor Lawrence to have a, a yeah. true number one receiver, um, and then Chicago Bears, I their wide receiver group is Allen Robinson and them basically, yep. um, and so if they want to have the best foot forward for a guy like Justin Fields or QB one Andy Dalton, best backup in the league, worst starter in the league, that's the first time anybody's held that title. Um, I think Julio Jones would be a big upgrade for them at that position. And then a dark horse would be the Washington football team. Um, Ooh, that'd be scary. Able to add him to, to Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel. Then you've got a, a, a three-headed monster. We in, in the NFL, you need you can't get away with just one guy anymore. You can barely get away with two. You need to have three and four guys. And so you add him to that offense. That offense, whoever the quarterback is, is a much better situation um, than it was in before. So He's an older receiver nearing uh, the end of his career, but he's still productive, and I think in the right situation, can still be really good. Absolutely. I, I, why am I drawing a blank on uh, on the tight end in Washington? Um, I am also drawing a blank because I couldn't remember right now, just now. Man, but, but they uh, have one. If you <laughs> if you uh, if you're not gonna say it, I'm gonna say it. 
Um, 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 listen, and I know they probably have to give up a defender because they don't really have the picks and everything like that. But you tell me that you, you're trotting out a receiving core of Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, uh, George Kittle's on the field, and Julio Jones. I'm I'm frightened. Yeah, I'm frightened. Um, you know, the first two, like, injury concerns, sure. But talent is there. Yeah. So if they could keep healthy and they were to add him, oh, yeah. my gosh. That makes Trey Lance's life – oh, I'm sorry – Jimmy Garoppolo's life yes, starter that Show much respect. <laughs> yeah, okay. He, he's starting <laughs> to get ready to. He's starting to pack. So he can leave time. <laughs> but uh, but no, man. I, I, that's actually my favorite. It was just, mm. If the 49ers could find a way to make that move, oh my goodness, they're they're one of my favorites in that division. Yeah, I would like that. I just don't know what it's going to cost us. That's what it's all oh, about. What is it yeah, going to cost? It's us? definitely going to cost. So I don't know if I want to do that. Um, let's switch gears to the NBA. Um, can we talk? Nobody is really talking about, well, I won't say nobody. Most people, this should be a much bigger story, but Russell Westbrook passing, um, Oscar Robertson for all time, triple doubles, a number that we probably all thought was insurmountable and Russell, is it done? <laughs> He's still playing. Um, you know, I think at first this was kind of a, a joke, a running joke, like, oh, in Oklahoma City, oh, he's getting those triple doubles over there because they suck. Um, but he's done it consistently. I mean, there's a lot of people on bad teams that are really good players that can't do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's put this in perspective. Russell Westbrook, the way he's playing, the way that he's played throughout his career, this history that he made this week, um, where does this put Russell Westbrook in the pantheon? We know that you have... Um, John Stockton as your best point guard of all time, but where does Russell Westbrook? Where does this put him in that conversation? I, I don't even know what you're talking about. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, when you look at not only the 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 record for the number of triple doubles in history, but the the seasons averaging the triple double. Yeah. Um, honestly, I think. I mean, and and the fact that he has stayed, he's been consistently an aggressive force uh, mm-hmm. keep defenses on their heels um, all throughout his career. And while I would have loved to see growth in a lot of different areas, um, he's clearly grown in his understanding of the game. Mm-hmm. And I think you, you've got to give some credit to that. Uh, we're looking at a top five. We're looking at a top five uh, point guard of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I think that given that he doesn't win, and mm-hmm. I, mm, it's tough to say, um, you know, cause, cause conference finals appearances don't quite do it. What the one and NBA I don't finals? know if he'll ever. That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, kinda. <laughs> no, I mean they were there. <laughs> yeah, they uh, were there. They showed up. You know, they 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 did. They actually they won one actually, of those games. He, he wore his jersey and everything, <laughs> so that was cool. Um, but just given you know, unless the situation changes or he he goes somewhere else, I don't think he'll ever be deep in the playoffs again. Mm. I think you do need a couple numbers is where his legacy lies. Yeah, and uh, and so since he's kind of beholden to that, I think you know he needs a few more, few more seasons, move up on the assist leaderboards, you know, stuff like that, and um, you know that can kind of solidify it. I, he's on the fringe of my top five. A lot of people are like, oof. Put him at number two, and every, nah, nah, nah. Because right, you, wow. you, you gotta give, wow. you gotta give love to the people, John that, Stockton, that lead their teams to victories. Like John I mean, Stockton. flat out. Um, you know, <laughs> but uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I just, I, I, 
I marvel at it. You know, like you said, it's a record that I don't think we ever thought that we would see broken. So he's got to get love for that. Yeah, I mean, the the one word that comes to my mind with Russell Westbrook is just relentless. He's just, I mean, I remember, um, I don't know if it was the first year after Katie left um, and they played each other. And there's just a minute, there's just something where Katie is kind of barking back at him. And all what Russell kept saying was, I'm coming. I'm coming. And that's just, that's Russell Westbrook right there. Yep. It doesn't yep. matter what the obstacle is. It doesn't matter what the situation is. It doesn't matter the game. It doesn't matter the moment. He's coming. He's coming, and you're going to have to <laughs> and you gonna have to contend with him. Um, I mean, he, he reminds me a little bit of, um, I mean, their games are not similar at all, but just the way they approach the game. A guy like Allen Iverson, who's just going to yep. go all out every play. doesn't matter. He's coming at you. Does it matter? I mean, even you look at that that finals when they played the the Lakers. He didn't. He wasn't scared of that moment. He wasn't scared of going up against that really good team. He just took that, especially that game one where we all were kind of like, "Whoa, okay, yeah." yeah. <laughs> um, yep. and so made you I, believe they had a chance. Yeah, I mean, I would I would have loved for for Russell to be in a situation where he was winning more, and so we could see him in a different light. But in terms of top point guards, he's got to be in your top top ten probably. Maybe, definitely top 15, probably top 10 when it's all said and done. Um, but I think he's just such a polarizing player. You either love him or you hate him. Um, yeah. And I think, I mean, you can't you can't take what he's done on the floor away from him and his just his competitiveness. He's a true professional. I mean, I think early in his career, he was just an athlete that kind of just didn't really have the feel for the game and didn't really understand a lot of the nuances. But he's really worked on his craft to become a player that not only is explosive and relentless, but also understands the game, knows how to get his teammates involved and also knows um, how to score. And then this Washington wizards team, if you talk about it, they're, they're in the uh, playoff conversation, but they're only a game out of the eighth spot right now. Um, so they could be in that, crazy. that seven, eight game, win it and then be in at, at the number seven. And then a yeah. team like I would, <laughs> could you imagine Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, first round of the playoffs. You can't tell Russell Westbrook that he's gonna lose that series. You just can't tell him right, that. Right, right. He does not. It does, that is not gonna compute. Yeah, and, and I, I, Kevin Durant's gonna be kind of like, oh, let's, it's just a little tune-up series. Or Russell Westbrook is like, oh, 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 oh. right, <laughs> a million miles an hour. Right. Yeah, um, which is where he gets himself in trouble, and and and. For as much as we could say that that AI used to shoot himself out of games, you could say that Russ, you know, mm-hmm. charges himself out of games. Mm-hmm. And so that's actually that's the best comparison that you can give, you know, you know, because a lot of people said um now Iverson was a little different. The the Sixers were they were tops in the conference pretty much perennially. You know, he he had them he had them in the conversation. They wasn't floating around the eight seed every year. Um but yeah, I, I I think that uh yeah man, Russ has to get his due for um for how he's how he's displayed that mastery of the game. You got to you got to give these guys there. And yes, the progression of the game has changed, mm-hmm. and you know the way that things, all of that stuff. Yeah, but you got to be good at being able to adjust to it. Yeah. And and I mean, what we've seen is dominance. So you know, we we got to give him what it is. I just I I would love to see him get one more shot with a relevant team yeah yeah but we'll see we'll see um so we are um nearing 
the end of the regular season. Um, down most teams have three games left. Games will actually be probably done by this weekend, I believe. I believe the last games are on Sunday. What potential playoff matchups are you looking forward to seeing? Um, not a whole lot is in stone. The Western Conference is a little bit more so than the East, but are there any potential matchups that you really want to see? Um, for me, it's all about Lakers Warriors. I just want to see that matchup. There's so much. Yeah, there's so much conversation about what's what. I do think that the Lakers are being a little conservative with LeBron's ankle, especially given how tender Anthony Davis is. And they know, you know, there's only so many shots you're going to get. Um, but, man, what what a – oh, my gosh. What a matchup that would be if that play-in game is between the two of them. Um, I think that, that immediately validates the play-in situation. Um, and it would it would definitely be something to see uh, from a series perspective, though. I'm I'm hoping to see Clippers uh, Mavericks again. Mm. Um, I, I'm really I'm really hoping to see that and see you know if the Clippers have have progressed from from what we saw in the bubble, um, if they're able to put something together. Because uh, if not, I think you're gonna start hearing some whispers about uh, somebody wanting out. Um, you know, just kind of look at who leave. it is that that we're. Why can leave after this year? <laughs> yeah, um, and that and that would be that'd be something interesting <laughs> too because that that puts a whole different spin on the off season. So I think for a storyline, uh, uh, from from a storyline perspective, I'm definitely interested to see, uh, and I like to see that series. See, I I saw that and I and I thought about it, but I don't know if this Dallas team is as good now. They weren't that good last year, and Luca just supermanded. Yeah, man. Um, so that's the, that's kind of the X factor. If, if the, if the Clippers don't come out and take it seriously and Luca does what Luca can do and they get any, I mean, the big thing last year was that Chris, Chris Stops got hurt, um, and, and missed a couple of those games. And that was kind of the, the nail in the coffin for them. But if they get anything from, from KP and Luca is that special, like he was in the bubble, man, the Clippers, it could be a long night for your boy Rondo and the Clippers. Um, so Eastern Conference series, I'm looking at, um, man. So I miss the old rivalries, the old, you know, the one that sticks in my mind as probably the greatest of our era growing up was um, Nick's Heat. And it wasn't just because they were division rivals. It wasn't just because Pat Riley had coached both teams at one point. It was because they felt I felt like they met in the playoffs every year for like six years. Yeah. And every year there was some fight and – Players got suspended, <laughs> coaches got dragged. You know, game three and yeah, four of the man. series are are missing eleven players. Like it just, and it was every year that they played. And they had Anthony Mason, I think, had played for both teams. Like they just had, it was just so much. And yeah. so, the series that I was hoping to see for a third time this year was Philly Boston because I think that had the making for a rivalry because this would have been a third year they played. Philly had a real shot. And there's real animosity between those two teams when they play each other. Jo- and Joel Embiid is in a much different space. So we're not going to get that. Yep. Yeah. So I'm looking at Milwaukee and Miami possibly meeting again in the first round and the storylines that could be there. Um, obviously, Milwaukee last year got knocked out by Miami um, in a year that they were heavily favored to get out of the East. Miami is coming into this playoffs, much like the Lakers are. Don't care where our seat is. We're the champs. Um, we're the champs. Y'all gonna have to beat us. 
Um, now they they lose Victor Oladipo. He hasn't really played for them, and they've actually been playing pretty well without him. So I don't yeah. know how much it affects them um, in a game in a series like this. But I think Miami is a team that Milwaukee does not want to play, and if they are able to knock them out of the playoffs again, we could be looking at a rivalry in the making here, going down the road in the East and then in the West. A Golden State Utah series, I think that could be some issues for Utah. Oh yeah. Um, because they're going to target Rudy Gobert coming out and guarding Steph Curry. And if he does it, it's going to be just Steph Curry just raining threes all night long. Listen, get get the compilation ready. <laughs> it's it's going to be a massacre. <laughs> um, so I, I want to, I want to, I kind of want to see Steph in a, in a get a, a four game shot at somebody. Just to see what, mm-hmm. just to see what we're gonna. I don't think they're gonna win a series, but I think they could make life really difficult for somebody, <laughs> um, and at least make somebody. You know, Steph is good enough to win a game on his own. The rest of that team is god awful terrible. Um, well, I I don't know. I mean, and I'm glad you said this because it's it's the reason why, it's the one reason why I would want to see Golden State beat the Lakers if if they get into a playing situation. I, I don't want it. In general, but if it's gonna come down to who plays the Jazz, I, I would, I, I'd like to see it because I think the Warriors are. I mean, again, you've been seeing Andrew Wiggins come on as of late. I place no faith. Let me. I place no <laughs> faith at all in saying. Andrew Wiggins. Oh my god! Um, but Draymond Jimmy Butler has, would like to have a word with you if you have faith in, <laughs> in Andrew Wiggins. But Draymond has been turning up. You've been seeing triple double machine out of out of Draymond Green, um, and I think you know they they I don't know the, the young guys seem to have figured out their role. Yeah, it would be a test for them. I wouldn't bank on them, but with Donovan either out or hobbled, I think yeah you you got to be at least concerned that uh that that Golden State could go for the upset. So I almost feel I bad for Utah and Phoenix because everybody is just like. Everybody, you know, oh, it's such a such a great story from Phoenix and Utah. But at the same time, everybody's like, if the Lakers are the seven and eight seed, they're winning the first round series. It doesn't even matter. Like, <laughs> right, right. Why are we even? Yeah, why are we even really thinking about this too hard? <laughs> um, Maybe right. So, man, Steph in the playoffs. We'll see. Um, it took the play in to get him in, but we'll see. I don't. I don't. I'll say this. Golden State in LA in a play, in a playing game. I don't think um, I don't I don't think the Golden State Warriors have a very good chance in that game. If if LeBron agree. if LeBron and AD are playing, there's no way they win that game. Absolutely none. And they're huge ifs if they're health if they're healthy. Well, I mean Anthony Davis has been coming on. I don't know if you've seen the last uh, three games from him, but he looks like Anthony Davis again. And he didn't look like that even in the beginning of the season. Um, even right now, they're cautious with him because you know he's got a groin injury. Yeah, so it's all. I still remember last year going into the playoffs. The Lakers looked bad on defense. I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is." And everybody, you know, the, oh, this, they're going to lose in the opening round. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're going to lose yeah, to the Rockets, yeah. and then right. they they handled the Rockets. A like, uh, Dame Lillard, he's hot, man. He's. I don't yeah. know if they're going to be able to. They handled them too. The Nuggets, they just beat the Clippers. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> Nuggets is light work, man. So I'm, I'm, especially when it comes to LeBron. LeBron's gonna do what LeBron does. Yeah. Um, I think the yeah. the biggest question for me was: Is AD gonna be able to be what he was last year or better? 
And these last three games from him have shown me, okay, it's there. It's there. I, um, I hope you're right. I, I do. I just, I think the, the, I cannot imagine, imagine a world with the Golden State Warriors playing two G Leaguers in the starting lineup <laughs> could even touch the sandals of the of the LA Lakers. Michael, you have got to put respect on those NBA players now. <laughs> they they are tried and true G League first teamers. Oh my god. <laughs> All G League first team. I, I'm um, curious to see how Drummond fares in the pe- in the playoffs too, by the way. Here's why I'm less worried about that is that Frank Vogel will just play who's playing the best in the playoffs. We saw it last year. JaVale McGee played started the first series. And I don't think we saw him again. I think JaVale McGee was pretty much on the bench after that. And then in the finals, they were, they basically stopped playing Dwight Howard too. Mm-hmm. To where it was Anthony Davis at the at the five? They they did the ceremonial start for Dwight Howard. You know, do the jump ball, get a little burn in, and then come on, sit next to me, big fella. And Anthony Davis is the five now. True, um, true. And so now they have the luxury. Marcus Ole is playing really well right now. And you know, even last night against the against the Knicks, Drummond had probably his best game as a Laker. There's going to be matchups, I think, where he could play more. But I think it's it's all going to be matchup driven. I think if if they're playing Denver, I think Marcus Ole needs to be the starter. He's the guy, the better matchup for Jokic. Um, and then I think against some of these other teams, maybe Drummond will get more run, and there'll be moments that Harold is the guy that's going to give them energy off the bench. So it's going to be extremely situational. There's going to be some nights. Dre doesn't play. There's gonna be some nights he does, but I think I trust Vogel to 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 not just play guys because he feels like he has to, but to play the right guy at the right moment. It's gonna um, be fun, man. Yeah. Other um, injury news. You know, I talked about Victor Oladipo having season injury quad surgery. We won't see him again this year. It's a free agent this year. Um, this offseason. it's gonna be tough for him to get to get the deal that he wants. Um, so we'll see what happens with him. But Jalen Brown out for the year with a wrist injury. A little bit of a discrepancy on when it, when it happened. It looks like it's something that was old that kind of got re-aggravated. Um, and then when he hurt his ankle, I guess he re-aggravated it again, and, and that was it. So really want to talk a little bit more about the Celtics team. You know, this was a team that we had extremely high hopes for um, two or three years ago. They made it to the to the conference finals. Um, you know, Kyrie was on the team at one time. That seems like 10 years ago, but it was mm. just a couple years ago. Um, they had Jason Tatum, young budding star, Jalen Brown, a bevy of picks, Kyrie Irving, Gordon Haywood. And now they have Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, the corpse of Kimba Walker, the artist formerly known as Trista Thompson. And... Uh, Evan Fournier. So what? Yeah. What is the future for this Boston team? <laughs> a lot of questions, man. <laughs> a lot of questions being asked. If they can't figure out their front court situation, mm. they're going to remain in in limbo and and middle of the mi- middle of the pack, mm-hmm. which is a uh, which is kind of the worst place you want to be. Like yeah. somehow Danny Ainge still waves his wand and comes up with picks, but um. At some point, you either gotta you 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 gotta go or you gotta or you gotta move some guys out. Um, and I think I, I honestly I'm thinking one more year. Um, and now they got, I think Jalen signed through is it 2024, is when I think when he hits free agency. Um, 
I can't remember Jason Tatum off the top of my hand, but Jalen Brown sound um, through 23, 24 mm-hmm. Tatum through 24, yeah. 25. So, I mean, from a, from the perspective of, do we have time? Absolutely. Um, I'm just concerned because they don't look like they know mm-hmm. how to build around those, around mm-hmm. these guys. And then the question has to come, is it the tandem itself that does yeah. not work? Uh, Cause we have not seen them. Like you said, be highly successful since rookie year. Um, you know, they, they, they've had flashes, but again, we're looking to see if they can put something together long-term. So you hate to see Jalen get hurt, but I, I mean, I'd rather they sit him and, and, you know, have him get the surgery like he did, you know, apparently he's doing well than try and force anything. Cause y'all weren't going anywhere this year. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's, it's literally regular season entertainment. You know, every now and again, we'll see somebody drop 40, 50, um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that oof, this off season, we see some really competent moves from them. It's tough, Malcolm. Cause I mean, I don't think that they need big name players. Mm. They just need to, to pieces that actually fit. Um, but, uh, yeah, if, if, you know, if they can figure that out, I, I think the sky's the limit for them. Um, but also, you know, is Jason Tatum a number one? Because Jalen Brown, he plays with the aggressiveness of a number one, mm. um, but is questionably less talented than Jason Tatum. So, man, this is there's a lot of questions, and I, and I wonder if that becomes the if, issue. You tell me what you think. Is there a definition problem in Boston? Yeah, as I mean, far the, as who's the guy? Yeah, I mean, I think. Mm, I mean, to me, it's it's clear that Jason Tatum is the guy on this team. I don't know if he should be. I don't know. Yeah. I'm as in I don't know if he is your number one option on a championship team. Um Yeah. And then well, I know that's the media take. I wonder yeah. if his teammates think he's the guy. Yeah, I mean that's that's a that's a good question. I mean he hits he his offensive game I think is is more developed than a, a Jalen Brown. I also think that maybe Jalen Brown's growth is stunted playing next to Jason Tatum. Because the ball's mm-hmm. just not gonna be in his mm-hmm. hands as much. He's not going to have the opportunity. Um, he could be a guy like a Zach Levine or James Hart that goes somewhere else, or even a, a Jeremy Grant, where they go somewhere else, and you're like, oh, they've got some legitimate. Yeah. And I think he's even. I think Jalen Brown has shown that in, in flashes this year, but I think I would. I would really lay a lot of this on the at the feet of Danny Ainge. Um, he had all of those picks, all those assets, and even you look back, they won that Markel Fultz trade, trading back. Um, and taking Jason Tatum instead of taking Markel Fultz. This situation would be much yeah. worse if they had taken Markel Fultz <laughs> oh, absolutely. and not Jason absolutely. Tatum. Um, and so they won that trade, and still they're in the position they had. They had all of those picks. None of them have really, outside of Tatum and Brown, um, Marcus Smart, I think, is one of their draftees. But other than that, they really haven't hit on a lot of all of these picks that they had. And then every year we have to deal with the Danny Ainge story. Well, we almost got Jimmy Butler. We almost got Anthony Davis. We were this close to getting trade for Victor Oladipo. Yeah, you know, we yeah. almost had Demarcus Cut. Like it's just all. It's just keep. We almost pulled the trigger, and now you're in a situation where you don't have the guys that you had before. You know, you don't have Gordon Hayward, and you gave him up for basically nothing. You've yeah. got Kemba Walker now, but he's not what he was in Charlotte. He's yeah. no, really no injured Kyrie. a lot more. Um, yeah. And then your big situation, you got, and then you even traded away your best big in, in Daniel Tice. Um, and now you're stuck playing Robert Williams, who's young, still trying to figure out Grant Williams, who's undersized, and Tristan Thompson, who's 
Tristan Thompson. So, <laughs> yeah. um, it's just it, all of the assets, all, everything they did was just mismanaged, and it may have really even started with the the breakdown of the relationship with Kyrie Irving, because he was kind of the key to them getting their number one guy, and then being able to build this young core around him. But when you lost him and didn't really get anything, were able to get anything in return for him, and you lost Gordon Hayward, who were your two big um, offseason um, signings. Um, I mean, you, you really hamstrung yourself moving forward because now you got to start pay- paying Jason Tatum. You got to start paying Marcus Smart. You got to start paying Jalen Brown. Um, and now you're not able to make the moves that you were able before. But I think this team would be in a much different situation if they had pulled off one of these trades for Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler on this yeah. team with Jason with Jason Tatum would have been great. Even if Absolutely. it cost them Jalen Brown, getting an Anthony Davis on this team would have been great. But they yeah. kept pushing it off, pushing it off until we are where we are now. And and to your point, you know, after Kyrie, after Gordon, other free agents have to be looking like maybe Boston's not the type of destination mm-hmm. I really want to get involved with. Yeah. And so there's reputation that kind of adds insult to injury, like you said, and, and with the draft picks. So, yeah, I mean, Danny Age has been playing Game of Thrones with draft picks for a long time. <laughs> you know, you call him a finesse guy and everything like that, and that's all well and good until you don't cash in. You gotta cash in. You gotta you gotta do you gotta do what the what the Raptors did when it when it came to getting uh, Kawhi Leonard. They traded away the the face of their franchise, the guy who loved Toronto, who never wanted yeah. to leave, and went all in for the championship, and they got it. Now Kawhi left yeah. the next year, but you got the ring. But, but you got the ring. <laughs> but you got the ring. I mean, and Kawhi Leonard. They they had a chance to get Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. I, that's that's my that's my 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 take has been, um, and honestly, this has been since since last year. Uh, they gotta they gotta move one of the two. Mm. They gotta move one of the two. I really do. I, I think you're absolutely right. They they are they are hampering one another's you know explosive growth mm-hmm. uh, to that next level. And they're and and I don't think they're going they're going to progress as a as an organization until roles are filled. Uh, I just don't know, know who to. Who... I just don't know what they get back for. I mean, I'm not. If I'm the boss, I'm not trading Jason Tatum. But yeah. I just don't know what you get back for Jalen Brown that's going to help you. Um, be a better basketball team. I think you you get worse by getting rid of one of those guys. But but like I, but that's why the timing is important. Three years ago, you're trading Jalen Brown when you still have Gordon Hayward or Isaiah Thomas or Kyrie or Gordon Hayward. It's a or Al Horford. It's a different situation than now. Yeah. Now the cupboard is bare. Now it's all gone. Yeah, yeah. You you know who I think would uh and you can't do this man for man. Um, I think another team that that needs to move off of their number two, Portland. Mm. I like Jalen Brown a lot, a lot better next to Damian Lillard than mm. I do uh, CJ McCullough. Mm. And I think, um, I think they're, you know, I think CJ would be. I mean, he's used to taking a back seat to the number one, so he could come in and, you know, do what he does. I mean, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, you you would still have some questions to figure out there, but I think that just breaks. They need a break in the monotony. Yeah, because at this point, we're 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 fringing on insanity. Yeah. And then it's is is Brad Stevens run gonna be over soon? He's been there for eight years. You know, at first he was the the genius, you Golden know, being child. able to drag this team to the to the Eastern Conference Finals. And then since then, I think um a lot of that luster has worn off. So is it time for, to get a new voice in there? Um yeah. does Brad Stevens want to stay in Boston? I mean, he could 
he was just offered allegedly 70 million from the Indiana Pacers. I mean, Indiana um, Hoosiers. Um, mm-hmm. So he can get a job somewhere. He's not going to be, you know, uh, looking for work long. So it's a lot of questions in Boston after this season. I think they're really going to have to do some reevaluation of, of their processes and maybe even make some changes at the, uh, at the highest levels. Yep. They're not the only ones either. Yeah, they are not. But that's a, that's a whole nother podcast for a whole nother day. <laughs> um, so let's go ahead and get to our parting words as we leave this evening. Ian, give us your parting words. You know what? I'm going to give a, a parting is such sweet sorrow, but I'm a part with uh, Zion Williamson. Oh, man. Um, heck of a season. Yeah. Um, heck of a, of, of a show that he can be the number the number one guy. Mm-hmm. Um, another another log jam situation as far as what's going on with him and Brandon Ingram. But, uh, you know, um, I'm glad he made it as far as he did. It's kind of interesting to be taken out by a finger, but. Um, you know these things happen the way that they happen, but uh, but I, if you're not saluting this young man who was so hyped, and we talk about LeBron, we talk about some of these other guys, mm-hmm. uh, but he was hyped on a on a for me it was, it was a Sebastian Tell fair oh, kind of level where you know he's just like m- mythical. <laughs> you know, there was man. times where it was just like, who's Sebastian Telfair? Did you be like a ninja would like run by or something <laughs> like that? Like it was, it was unreal. It was supernatural. And, you know, you see all these clips in the social media age for him to emerge with that amount of hype. And uh, he is delivering, man. And, uh, and I'm, and I'm glad to see it. I think he's only going to continue to get better mm-hmm. um, as young as he is, but as dominant as he is against grown men. He's he's shown he's shown out, and so I think I think yep. he's they're gonna make a winner out of him. Uh, shout out! I, I hope the situation improves in New Orleans. They got some stuff to figure out as well. But um, um, man has no nothing to hang his head about. I'm excited for the Zion era because I really do think he's coming on strong and might be what follows the LeBron James. Mm. Who <laughs> the goat? LeBron, LeBron James. James. Um, yeah, man. Sucks for Zion. Shout out to David Griffin, yeah. too, who blamed the referees for him breaking his finger. Um, <laughs> that was an interesting approach, Dave. I don't know what you were trying to accomplish there. Oh, man. Listen, was that 420 when he said that or something? <laughs> uh, I don't know what's going on with that. Oh, my gosh. Um, my shout out is actually going to go in the NBA as well. Anthony Edwards, um, number one pick in the draft. Um, it's, it's weird, you know, LaMelo Bell came out really hot early in the year and was the early buzz for Rookie of the Year, even when he was hurt. But um, Anthony Edwards is averaging over 18 points a game. Um, we saw the the dunk this year uh, where he yeah. obliterated that man. Um, and he's played, he's leading rookies, all rookies in games played with 68 games. Um, and so, you know, it's weird that a number one pick has somehow gone under the radar. And most of it is because that Minnesota team is a dumpster fire. Um, and, you know, they're never on TV. They're not good. Nobody wants to watch them. But he's been cons- he's been pretty consistent, especially over the second half of the season. So I'm, ex- I'm excited to see where his career takes him. He's an exciting athlete, dynamic scorer. Um, and that Minnesota team should be better. And so I'm hoping that uh, with some of the young talent they're going to get, they have this year, and then potentially with another high pick next year, uh, we'll get to see some more Anthony Edwards, some more Cat um, here in the future. And 
maybe a rod in the owner's box hmm. we'll see he still um, won't know who he is he's still <laughs> I, that's wild to me that i mean <laughs> alex rodriguez is alex rodriguez i don't even know why right, yeah to, right it's weird um so shout out to, to anthony edwards great rookie year excited about your future young man is and he the that, roi I, I might give it to him he's played 68 games he's yeah. He scored. I mean, I love Lamelo Ball. His start. I think his start from the season. If he hadn't gotten hurt, he'd definitely be rookie of the year. But I might have to go with Anthony Edwards. But we'll see. It's it's up to the writers. What storyline do they like better? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, uh, man. Well, that's he definitely it. put to rest all those questions about his uh oh, his yeah. heart. Oh and yeah. I had those coming into the season. So especially on a bad yes, team, sir. if you could do it in a season where this the season has basically been a wash from the beginning for the for the Minnesota Timberwolves. He didn't pack it in. He didn't start doing crazy stuff. He, he's he been focused and played really well. So hopefully that situation in Minnesota will improve. Yeah. Respect that. Yeah, man. So that's it for this week's episode 3-1 podcast from Cleveland, Ohio. Mr. Pivot himself, please give, please show your love for international Ian Lamont Morgan. I'm still live at the draft because we won it. <laughs> and here in the capital city, it's your boy. They call him the Black Odell Beckham Jr. because the talent is always there. It's your boy, Malcolm Morgan. Thank you for listening to the 301 Podcast. We'll see you all next time.